Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it. So here's what you get from Canada, Ryan and Jason. Welcome to the Worst of the Best podcast. I am your host, and returning with me today is my pretty much my co-host, Jason. Jason, how you doing? Pretty good, for better or for worse. Here I am as a co-host to the Worst of the Best podcast. So this episode is kind of like a, I would say it's a bonus episode, but it's a surprise recording because on our last recording, I made a big intro to say that I'm going to be gone for the next little while, but our ship had a change of schedule. It's all positive. Nothing bad happened, but we just, we were able to come alongside the jetty for a few days and recharge our batteries because all of the ship's company is fully vaccinated. So we can, there's a pause in the program between the two sails and they said, Hey guys, since everyone's vaccinated, go see your family for a few days and come back to the ship later. So I Asked Jason, hey, do you want to do a podcast? He's like, yeah. After this episode, same as before, there's going to be a long, a long break uh, until the next one in July, August. So just uh, keep that in mind if you're listening to this whenever you're listening to it. Here we go, Jason. Have you ever annoyed anyone in your life before? <laughs> no. Wow. No, I haven't. Completely unaware of any moment in my life where I've annoyed anybody. Well, that's amazing. I've had the tendency to annoy annoy people in my life, and hmm. it's funny. The, the reason why I chose this topic for today's discussion, the top ways that we unknowingly or knowingly annoy people in our life, because uh, the sail that we were just on, you know, you got 200 sailors on a ship. You're in close quarters. You see each other all day, every day. There's just not a break from anybody. There's a couple times that I was annoyed, and there's a couple times I think I was annoying people. It's embarrassing because you don't want to be the person that annoys others. Everyone wants to think they've got it figured out. Everybody likes to think, I'm the one that has life figured out. Everyone else is annoying. But the truth of the matter, I guarantee when people hear our list, that they're going to say, yeah, I've been guilty of that. So at the end of this list, Jason and I will pick the worst of these top annoying habits. I think it could be twofold. I think, Jason, we could make two picks. One of my traits as a human, this is the thing that I've would love to not do anymore so it's the worst right and the other one is just maybe and it could be the same thing right and the, mm-hmm. uh whatever annoying habit you experience you think is the worst of these best annoying habits that people do why is it that we get annoyed what is it about the human psyche and condition that we actually get annoyed or bothered i mean that's a conversation that's probably long and not best suited for this podcast right now, but just a thought, why are we annoyed by others? It's a great question, and that's food for thought for people who are listening. Maybe they can tell us in our social medias uh, or what have you, (laughs) and no one ever does. (laughs) It's just I'd like to pretend people interact with us. That's a good question because I think it falls into the same category as why do people like certain types of food or movies or books? I think it just falls into... Things trigger joy and annoyance the same way that you, but you don't get to choose. I think we've talked about that on our podcast before the idea of free will or the idea that how do we even determine what bugs us? We try our hardest to not react the way we would, you know, we'd like to react always in a healthy manner and and maturity. We'd like to think that we can react in an appropriate way, but it just seems odd that we are annoyed 
And if we're annoyed, it's rare that we probably respond appropriately or we even the inner dialogue that we have in our minds isn't probably very good either. But let's get on the list. Yeah. So number 50, not being ready to order when you get to the counter. It's like, a, you know, McDonald's or Tim Hortons or Starbucks or whatever. So your turn is at the counter and yeah, you're sitting there. Um, uh, yeah, let's, uh, I'll take, I've never done that. I, I think we all have. I could do that every single time. <laughs> You have like 10 minutes in line and you're like, didn't use that time to prepare for the order. I can understand if it's a restaurant or a place you've never been to before. But let's be honest, if you go to Starbucks daily or Tim Hortons or whatever it is on a regular basis, most people, most people are pretty good about, you know, give me a double double with the donut or whatever it might be. They they have their, I will work on this. I will make sure when I'm at a restaurant, it's my turn to order at a drive-thru or whatever it might be. Get your order ready to go. So really... You're here to help the people behind the counter. Well, maybe the people behind you that are waiting oh, yeah, as well. Behind yeah. You. But yeah. also the staff member. Just get that order rapid fire. Let's go. Let's go. Time is precious. Okay. F- number 49. Keeping your phone sound on. Yeah. Who still does this? I haven't heard my phone in five years. I have no idea what it sounds like. <laughs> I despise the sound of notifications. Mine's on silent. I have an iPhone and there's an actual little switch on it, which is genius, where it can completely silence all the notifications uh, i have it on do not disturb i guess all the time because i don't even want it to vibrate and it, mm. partly because i just don't want it to go off at the wrong time like at a work meeting or something so i always just have notifications off and yeah that's easy but but every now and then you'll hear the person that has the the ling what alert did you receive or text message that you received that oh yeah, i gotta respond to that right now yeah all right 48 Oh, gushing about new relationships. I I just heard an alert. You got to be kidding me. (laughs) That is funny. I just annoyed myself and you. That's right. And everybody else. Well, Jason, uh, if you don't mind me saying, this didn't annoy me, by the way, because you're my brother and I want you to be happy. But when you and Mary were, you know, started dating, boy, you were just head over heels and excited. And as a brother, I was very happy for you. But I can see how at times for others, you know, especially if you're not in a relationship or a healthy relationship, you don't want to hear about other people's. But I don't think we did anything over the top, per se. We announced that we were in a relationship, a couple of our hikes or walks, or we went on vacation to Hawaii and stuff. I think that's just normal course of life. You have to make the announcement. Oh, you don't have to. At some point, people are going to know. Oh, sure. It's good news. Like, yeah, I'm in a relationship with somebody, and mm. you might see this person at future events. So it's, it's good to inform yeah. people that there's somebody significant in your life. I've seen it on Facebook. Or it's ad nauseum. Yeah, it's like, get a room, guys. Like, And I could almost argue people that you know brag about their relationships. Oh, I just have the best wife. Oh, I just have the best uh, yeah. husband. And I'm always, well, sucks for me because I thought I had the best wife. I guess I have the second best. I know it's just like I'm glad they're happy in their relationships. But you always got to wonder, why are you overindulging your relationship? Are we trying to reinforce something that might be struggling? I don't know. Number 47, talking incessantly about your diet. It's no mystery, Jason, that you and I have through your last few years, we've changed eating habits. We've done what's basically called, I think you still follow it. But for me, the easiest way to say to people is I do keto. And I hate calling it keto because it just brings a whole dialogue that I don't really want to talk about. I just try to say, oh, I don't eat bread or I don't eat pasta. Low carb. Low Low carb. carb. No sugar. Yeah. Like low low carb, carb, almost zero sugar. Like if sugar was rated from one to 100, I would say low carb, five sugar, you know, out of 100. Right. 
I know uh, I have a coworker who's probably listening. I know he's listening to this episode, and he uh, he's vegan. I think we were working together for the first week or two, and. I will give him credit. I think it took two weeks before he mentioned he was vegan. <laughs> I think it's great that people are happy. It's like relationships. It's a relationship they have with your body and food. And people are excited that they are doing something that they feel moral about or uh, excited about or they're eating healthy. Great. I, all the more power to you. But I agree. It can get annoying. And I, I try very, very hard to never talk about my keto because I don't want people to think I'm looking at them as... Oh, you eat sugar? Oh, you eat carbs? I, it's just what I'm choosing to do, but I could care less if you drank soda and ate chips and ice cream every day. I don't. I personally don't care, so I try hard not to talk about it. I probably comment more often than I should, but I also feel that there is some damage within the standard American diet, especially with those that I care about. It can be sensitive. I've had people say to me, oh, don't you know the effects of... I, Really quickly, I always say, would you rather eat chips, McDonald's? I don't understand what you're trying to tell See, that's, me. Here. Yes, I've had that comment with uh, a few people too, where they seem attacked for eating healthy. And then they would use that argument like, okay, so you would feel less threatened if I sat down and ate a bowl of ice cream with you? Yeah, it's it's odd. Yeah, it, cause That's all I've done. As you named the junk food, I've just eliminated it. That's the easiest way to say it. That's it. Yeah. And I choose not to eat bread. Ooh, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's not have that conversation. We might be annoying people. Yeah, I think we just annoyed a few of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Not wiping down the machines at the gym. Well, it's not just annoying. It's gross. Yeah. Any kind of cleanliness. uh, You'd almost just say people not washing their hands or whatever. But yeah, you're sweating. You're dripping. You're sharing the equipment, especially in today's COVID society. But, you know, absolutely wipe the machine when you're done. Absolutely. Yeah. Number 45. Bringing smelly food to work, totally agree. It's a shared. Oh, really? I just shrug my shoulders. I have strong smell sense, whatever you call it. I, sure. And I'll smell things that, at a level that I know other people aren't smelling. I, this is proven that people do have different senses, and my smelling sense, for whatever reason, is very strong, very active. I don't like smelling other people's food. I know it's a weird concept. I know I don't want to smell what you brought from home. If I'm smelling the shared food that we're eating at a restaurant, I'm all game for that. I don't want to smell what you brought from your house to our shared. See, this location. is this is interesting. This is where I go like, what annoys people and why we get annoyed, and it's subjective. Totally. Like to me, that seems very subjective. What you find pungent, I might find amazing. So, okay, number forty-four: using overly familiar nicknames like Sweetie, Hun. You get the old school um, server. Okay, love. I had it happen you know? to the other day. At, oh. at the t- it was at a grocery store. The woman was ten to fifteen years old. I mean, she was probably close to sixty, and she just kept calling me "hun." There, hey there, hun. I just want to pay for my groceries. I don't know if annoyed is the word. I'm not a fan of that either. I know she means no harm by it, mm-hmm. and it's a way to create a um, a non-threatening conversation. I'm not a fan of it either yeah all right snapping your gum i don't blow bubbles and pop them but i can actually put the gum in my back part of my mouth between you know the teeth at the back and i can create an air pocket so i I go and i can actually crack 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 with i can make air bubbles within the gum create the air bubble and crunch down on the on the gum and pop the air bubble been able to do it for decades so i'm sure it probably drives people crazy (laughs) i'm not a fan of gum in general and anything that's like orally, like you're referencing that you got something in your mouth, 
it's all sloppy and saliva. Yeah. So yeah, you would drive me crazy if I had to hear that. Number 42. Posting vague status updates on social media. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I hate this. What a day! Why today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have a few friends on Facebook who do this. They're guilty of this, and I don't care if they know it. I'm not saying their name. If you are if you do this, we all hate it. We all know it's called vague booking, by the way. That's the uh, nickname, yeah. vague booking. Yeah, it's a really weak way of trying to get people's sympathy and interactions or uh, response. I've seen this one, too. When people not, not just that, where people say stuff like this. You know what you did. Right. I'm reading. I can't. Even though this person has 700 friends on Facebook, or whatever. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Was that me? Was that directed at me? Because it, it right. puts you on your guard, and that vague book makes you feel defensive and on guard. You're like, was I the person that upset this individual? Right. So if you vague book any listeners, stop. It's annoying and it's pathetic. I hear what you're saying. It puts people on edge because you feel like you're the offending individual that made those people feel the way, but they're in a stuck in a position where they can't say exactly who bugged them or hurt them or offended them. It's not a good way to communicate. Number 41, running late. Yeah, this annoys me when I am inadvertently late for something. I'm annoyed when other people are late and it, and it affects me, absolutely. I'm gonna get a little soapboxy here. I'm in the military, so we, we call it timings. You know, Make your timings. The saying in the military is, if you're 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. So it's like whatever the timing is, just get there that much earlier. I always leave way too early for work, but I just always account for things just that might happen. Isn't it better to wait where you belong than to leave at the last minute? Oh, I completely agree. My kids will attest to how much I detest being late. I love my wife, but I swear there's times she's getting ready when we have to leave. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe other husbands could attest. I'm sorry. I'm calling out the woman a little bit. It's a, We see it in sitcoms and TV shows. It's always the woman running late. It's enough that they write these series and TV shows. That it's enough of a, what do you call it, a stereotype. But yeah, I'm sure there's many men that are late too. But you know what I'm talking about. It's always the woman taking a little bit longer than the guy to get ready in the morning type thing. Starting a sentence with no offense. Or... I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're being honest this time, are you? Okay. It yeah, never, yeah, it's never no offense. I think you're a great guy. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. No offense, but you're always running late. <laughs> yeah, that never works out for either party. There's probably a more effective way to communicate someone's behavior that might be troubling you. And you could just say, when you run late, for example, with the previous example, when you run late, it causes these things happen to me in in the process you don't have to say no offense but you're always late and it bugs me there's a way you can try to communicate a little bit better there's not a very tactful way to communicate your after you say no offense or i'm just being honest and this is the thing about no offense and uh i'm just being honest i hate it when people say it because i'm just being honest is just so your way of saying i'm going to give you my unfiltered opinion it's got nothing to do with honesty it's got nothing to do with being honest you might be giving your honest opinion but you're using the word honest like some sort of truth is being revealed. No, right. you're telling me how I make you feel honestly. But when you're saying I'm just being honest, that's not a an open invitation to be brutal to somebody. That's just my opinion. I'm just well, you're honest. also making it sound like that that's the actual fact of a situation. Exactly. 
So you're the purveyor of all things true. <laughs> Number 39, not letting people off an elevator before you get on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just would like to get off on this floor, please. No, no, I'm coming in. Bus, subway, or bus, right. or yeah, yeah, the bus is a big one too. I would. That's the same category. Yeah, the bus stops and people would like to get off the bus. They have to get off. <laughs> yeah, leaving red receipts on and they're not responding. <laughs> Referring to a text message and stuff. Yeah, sometimes you're just not in a position to respond right away. Or you have to think about a response or I wasn't, you know, I have to check the message to see if it's something I actually have to deal with. Oh, it's you show me a picture of a cat. Okay, I'm going to respond later. I don't have time to do it. It's not an appropriate time for me to respond. I, I needed to make sure that it wasn't something I had to respond to right away. So I almost say someone's at the door, so we'll just keep recording. But I'll be right back. That was annoying. Uh, somebody came to the door, and I left the item that she required outside the door so she didn't have to interrupt the uh, podcast recording. And uh, she didn't see it till I opened the door. Oh, it's there. I'm like, yeah, it's there. And then I had that, uh, that awkward conversation. <laughs> but small talk is kind of those things. Like, okay, we're going to small talk so we're not being rude. But the, things, yeah. the, the task is taken care of. We don't have to have a long conversation. Okay. Yeah, uh, regarding the leaving receipt, I totally agree with you, Jason. That is the... Um, what do you call it? The ticket out of the situation is yes, people can get the text. They've received it, but they either they're driving, which you shouldn't be checking your phone, or you're in the middle of a other conversation with somebody. Whatever the reason be, you're not ready to respond, or you don't have a response. It could be something important, like someone says, hey, can you help me move tomorrow? But the workaround for that is be patient with people. Know their behavior. Are they this way in the past? And they don't get back to you. Chances are they're just busy, like you said. The second thing you do, I know iPhones have this, is you can turn your receipts off. You can read the text, and the person who sent the text will see that it was delivered, and they'll never see if it's read or not. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Facebook Messenger has that. Many of my messages come. No, I'm, yeah. that's just text message. You're right. The Facebook and Instagram, is, it, it tells you who's seen it. I see stuff, and I'm at work, and I just can't stop and start texting a response. Yeah, I can do a quick look because I want to make sure that it's not something important. Yeah, depending on what the text was, it could increase or decrease your annoyance. Like, it'd be, hey, you're watching the hockey game? Or, hey, uh, my dad died. <laughs> so, again, it all depends on the context of the text and who you're giving it to. And so, I guess with that one, be patient with people. You just don't know what their situation is when they receive it. All right, 37, clicking a pen. I have told people, can you stop? Click, 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 and it's just driving. If they're, a, quite frankly, if they're a lower rank, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. That's a little annoying. That's fair enough, yeah. 36 years, standing too close to other people in a line. Yes, I can see that as being annoying. Respect people's space bubbles. Yeah, you don't want to have someone breathing on your neck at a, in a Walmart. Look, you're not going to get to the bank teller any faster if I'm in front of you. Whether you're three feet or a foot, you go until I go. You might as well just hang tight. I would assume it's the same people that tailgate. They think by getting behind you closer, it'll somehow move the lineup faster. Or turn the red light green. Exactly. And so I would say people standing too close to you are probably the same people who drive really close, tailgate somebody. Tailgaters are the worst. I can't drive faster than I'm going. A, because it might be you know literally breaking the law like quite a bit. Or C, I actually have nowhere to go. So I don't know what you want me to do other than stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a single lane situation, yeah. you're a single lane traffic and there's 
other people in front of you, or, you know, maybe there might be people in front of you that are like not comfortable on the road that they're on tailgating. It doesn't make any sense to me, but anyway, 35. 35. Trying to sneak into a line in the middle instead of getting in the back. We've all seen this. Uh, lines are pretty simple. You just, you know, we go to the end of the line, but I think we've all seen it and maybe even done it once in our life, try to sneak into the middle of a line. <laughs> this kind of reminded me of the merge, right? Merging situation in traffic. You know how merging works, and you want to allow people to let you in during a merge. The people that don't allow you to merge when your turn to merge into a lane. So like, yeah, the line works by you start the back and you wait your turn. We all know how a merge works. You allow people in and you hope that that is reciprocated when it's your turn to merge into a lane. Basically take your turn. Yeah. Okay. So number 34, somehow making every conversation about you. I've never done that. (laughs) We're all guilty of it. Again, depending on the context, depending on the relationship, of course. Obviously, if I'm talking to my wife, I admit I might be talking about my day, my frustrations at work. She could be talking about the frustrations. Not frustration, it may sound, but but that's what a partner's for, is to talk about your hardships, your trials, and also talk about your joys. But I think this is more specifically, yes, like coworkers, maybe extended family members. We all do this. I think we're, everyone's guilty of this. And this is my challenge to somebody and to myself, actually. Next time you're having a conversation with somebody, just make it not a game, but yeah, like a challenge or a game with yourself. I'm going to have a conversation with this person. I'm going to make a more concerted effort to have a conversation, but not say I. I think this also goes back to listen. If you listen more and talk less, then the chances are the conversation won't be monopolized by you or come back to it being about you. Quick example. Yeah, of course. Then he goes, I'm not feeling very well today. I've got an upset stomach. Oh yeah, me too. I feel sick today too. Yeah, we do that. And you know, or or the last couple of days I've been sick. That's not where the conversation to the person who started the conversation, that's probably not where they wanted the conversation to go was it being recycled or regurgitated to it being about you. That might be a quick example. It's a very good example of making every conversation about you. Where the response should have been just, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you feel better soon. Exactly. Texting while walking. Yeah, we see people do this, uh, checking their phones, Facebook status. I've been guilty of this. Boy, our phones. I miss being without a phone. In fact, I wondered sometimes, what was life like? I mean, we're talking not even that long ago, early 2000s, late 90s, early, even up to like 2008. I don't think I quite had a smartphone until maybe 2009, 10, or 2008, I probably got my first legit iPhone. I mean, I had a cell phone, of course, but you just literally used it for calling. I never even texted it on those things. Texting while walking, is is that the new normal? I don't know. Not really annoying, but I think it's just a observation how much... Can you just wait? Can you just call that person? And just text yeah. in general. Like A lot of things can just be done so much quicker with a phone call conversation than a text conversation. In, in defense of it, though, is you're multitasking. Sure. That's fair. Walking and you're in a grocery store and somebody goes, hey, can you grab an extra dozen eggs? I'm going to grab it. Thanks for letting me know you need it. I think it just runs into the problem where you're distracted. And I've seen it. People, you yeah. can actually go on YouTube. You, yeah, you sorry. You go on YouTube and stuff. You could actually see people like fall into a water fountain. For sure. <laughs> sure. If it's That's, done in a way that you're interfering with other people's 
flow of traffic or interfere with their ability to safely move around you or you're being you know a danger to them then that makes sense blocking the sidewalk to get a photo or upsetting any kind of traffic flow let's say that's number 32 yeah it's number 32 sometimes we want to get that great perfect you know instagram photo whatever and we kind of Granted, people are courteous and what have you, but it's it's not something I've experienced very very much. But I just hope I'm not in the picture. I don't like being in other people's photos that I don't know. If you're blocking the sideway to get a photo, I just hope I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm gonna run you over. Eating loudly, yes, yes, yes. Slurping. Um, it's back lips. to me not liking gum. That's fair. In general, I don't like watching people eat. It's an ex- no, that's why I don't like gum. There's something about it feels, I don't know, kind of almost intimate-ish. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like watching people eat. I actually hate it. <laughs> also, don't like seeing people sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that annoying? Is that one of the 50? Anyway, taking both armrests. Okay, that's just rude. Like a plane, if you're on an airplane or, or whatever, if there's two armrests and stuff, like you, you got to allow somebody to use one of the two. Number 29, sniffing loudly instead of blowing your nose. You're like, <laughs> a little bit of a, I wish I cleared that earlier before I was in a public work spot. Especially when you go from like outside to inside, it was like cold outside or a little bit, right? Your body's still adjusting to the climate or whatever. So it's good to carry a hanky. I admit, maybe you don't have anything to blow your nose on. I agree. So you're kind of just, you got to do it. Like you, a you quick- gotta, <laughs> do a little quick little with your knuckle. <laughs> reverse fireman blow. You got to do a reverse fireman sniff. Just like bring it all in. Okay, listening to music on your headphones loud enough so other people can hear. I just think they're just showing off that they're right into their music. Look how exciting my life is and how happy and joyful I am. I would put in the same category music in their car. I love rock and roll, and I want to hear it loud, you know, but, like, I only have the stock stereo in my car. It's pretty good sound, but it came with the vehicle. For me to enjoy the music, I, I hear it, but there's some systems where you know, as the right. driver of the car, yeah, you're making you sure people it. around you hear it, too, and that, yeah, I do find that very Yeah, the bass is, like, a block away. That's right. a little bit ridiculous. We get it. You have a system that yes. expands beyond your vehicle listening. I, I think it's more, yeah, they, they seem to behave... In, I want to show off at how amazing my system is rather than they are actually enjoying the experience of having that system. Fishing food out of your teeth. Number 27. I don't like watching people eat, so I don't want to watch people do this. Though I do appreciate it when they get the job done because I don't want to look at the food in their teeth. <laughs> yeah, and it rarely does it go on for more than a split second of them going, I got something and they do a quick. I always carry uh, those plastic toothpicks with yes, me. Yes, yeah. I do too. And I do sometimes, I'll pick at my teeth because I, I like cleaning my teeth. I like the idea that I'm getting the plaque out and the food or whatever. But I do have to be more cognizant not to do it around people. I tried to do it when I'm not around people because I don't think people like to watch. I actually don't like to look at people play with their teeth. It happens every now and then. I mean, we all need to have the ability to get something out and it's highly annoying when you do have something stuck and you feel the pressure or whatever you're <laughs> self-conscious about it but yeah get it get it out i agree get it out yeah stopping short while walking oh like so somebody just pauses in mid mid step like oh yeah i thought about something and they just kind of like stop and had like an epiphany in the middle of the <laughs> shopping center or cross- crosswalk or number 25 
Oh, here we go. Leaving the toilet seat up. Is it up for the guy? Is it down for the girl? Yeah. You know how I solve this problem? Is I just put the whole seat down, including the lid. There you go. I actually prefer not seeing open toilet hole either way. (laughs) So I just put the lid down. That solves it. And we're both obligated to put the seat in the position that we prefer to have it when we go to use it. I agree. So I think for now on, Jason, I think we should, to all of our listeners... Everyone should just put everything down. It's gender, it's gender neutral. It's a gender because ne- everyone has to open it to use it. I don't want to assume how you, you use your toilet bowl experience. I'm kind of also like afraid that something will fall in to the toilet. Well, you want the stuff to fall in. <laughs> <laughs> There's only appropriate things that should fall into the toilet. But anyway. 24, RSVPing at the last minute. Again, depends. You know, if it's a wedding, you kind of want to be courteous and let the uh, wedding party know sure. of how many people expect so they can budget. And that goes for well, birthdays too. Uh, you've had young kids, of course. I've had young kids, and I still do now. People wouldn't respond, or you didn't know, or they show up, and so you kind of have to do the semi-gauging of okay, these people have responded. I'm pretty sure the other people are coming. It's, it's just polite to respond so people can budget and plan what to prepare. I agree. Humming along, number twenty-three. Humming along with the song in public. Mm. I think it kind of falls into that loud music category, quite frankly. Yeah, it's the same it idea. Like, we've all seen it. But da, 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 da. <laughs> my life yeah, is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm not so a fan. Happy. I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, don't whistle a song. Don't hum a song. What is annoying about that? I don't know. But it seems to be irritating. Not replacing, not replacing the toilet paper roll. I've seen it when people literally put the toilet paper roll on top of the old roll. <laughs> like the... <laughs> It's like, hey, I got, I got new toilet paper, but I'm not going to do the actual exchange and put it on the roll. It's also similar to when you do the dryer lint. So you take out all your clothes. You did the, you took all your clothes out of the dryer, but you also don't take the lint out of the lint trap in the dryer. So the next person that puts the clothes in their dryer, I'm, they're doing a load. They have to take out your lint prior to allowing their clothes to go through the dryer. It's annoying. It's also know. the worst when you, you did check the toilet paper and right. you're like, oh, they actually just end up using the, the cardboard roll. <laughs> Salvage what you can. <laughs> Taking a phone call at the gym or I would even say at any kind of public. Look, I th- like we said before, texting, multitasking, I get it. Like your wife calls or your kids call, you want to be able to talk to them. But you can always tell the different types of conversations between the ones where it's hey, can you pick up this at the store on your way home versus the conversational conversations that we all get to listen to? <laughs> I always find it weird. And I saw this twice within like an hour. I was at a, a beach this past weekend and um, just hanging out. And there's two different people that were having like a full-on speakerphone conversation. <laughs> That's the weird one to me. Is I can literally hear the other person talk while the person that's right there is also responding. I'm hearing both sides of a conversation. It's not that I'm like annoyed. I'm just so kind of surprised that people are that open with their, which seems to be would have been a private conversation, going to express checkout with more than 10 items. Or whatever the item allotment is. I don't know if I find that annoying. I almost find it ballsy <laughs> when you buck the system a little bit. As Diaz budding in line or not allowing a proper merge to happen, or but I, I've seen it happen. I don't think I've ever been annoyed by it. 
I think it's just find it rude. I think I, I don't scoff and say, how dare you? But we've all, no. everyone has seen it. I don't, I'm not annoyed by it. Again, ballsy, because you know you're doing it. So you either know you're going to get word from the cashier and or from other people looking at you. I actually have entered the express line accidentally. I didn't realize the express line. Mm-hmm. And I quite had more. I felt very embarrassed. The the cashier said, "I'll because I, she could tell I was legitimately like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice. They just ran me through. But it, I remember how sheepish and shameful I felt because nobody else heard the conversation. The cashier was okay with it. That I was, it was an inadvertent. But you know, people start you know, coming to the lineup and they see my cart. And it's obvious that this guy did not have ten items. I was like, it's not me. It was an accident. She said it was okay. She took me. Nineteen talking at the movies. Yeah, you know. Granted, we don't go to the movies anymore the way we used to with COVID, but it's coming back. So this will come back to this is annoying. And I, uh, it's this is beyond annoying. Yeah. It's completely rude. I always feel this way at concerts, too. Not to say you can't speak to, you, oh, that's a cool song. That's not, that's, I know, it's the same idea. But we, you and I have been to many concerts, and it's still, I've had people have full on car or, or, hockey games I've been to where people are having full on conversations behind me at a, a sporting event and sporting like, events. It seems very, yeah, it's like, okay, we're watching a game and I paid money for this game and I'm actually hearing your, if, yeah, that conversation, even though it's okay to say to your, you know, who you're with your friend, Oh man, amazing goal. Or, Oh man, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You're talking about the game, but they were having a conversation that had nothing to do with the sporting event and it never ended. And movies are even the worst. There's a couple experiences that I've had, where people, I'm not even in the theater, you know, I'm kind of more of a home environment, talking while the movie's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asking questions about the movie we're actually watching. Instead of asking questions, watch the movie, and all your questions will be answered. If your questions can't be answered by the end of the movie, uh, then you watch the Christopher Nolan film. (laughs) Right. Just... Listen to the dialogue and maybe you'll catch something instead of asking while a dialogue is occurring. Putting something back at the wrong shelf at the grocery store. Probably annoying for the worker. Yeah. Pretty convenient for me. It's very convenient for me. I I do my best to go back if I I ever have to. I I really do try. Sometimes I can't find the exact spot as something (laughs) I picked up. I'm like, this is close enough. Sometimes you'll see stuff like this, like cheese, <laughs> like by the salad dressing. You're like, it should be in the refrigerator area. For all our uh, convenience store or grocery store workers who listen, I apologize uh, on behalf of uh, past behavior. I have annoyed a, those workers, but I think I, I wouldn't say it's par for the course, but I suspect that's part. I hate to say part of the job, but I would say part of the job of is they keep the aisles. In. The one thing that kind of relates to this is when you see people like leave their like, coffee cups or pop can that they were drinking and they brought into the store and then they just leave it on the shelf. Replying all. That's a great function where you're doing a group project or whatever, but we've all seen it. I think for the most part, I don't think it's annoying per se, but it's semi-annoying. I'll get responses at work. This definitely happens at work over the years. Very rarely with my home email because I don't get that many group emails, but definitely at work I've seen it where I get CC'd or I'm part of the responses. I'm like, I don't think I have to hear all this conversation. And you have to start like digging through your, through the emails, like, especially again at work as in the military, like, do I have to know this? Cause I have to start parsing things. Like how much do I have to know? Because I already know, have to know 
more than I would like to. And I, I, my brain's only so big, I can only take so much information. Finishing a food item and putting the container back in the fridge. Yeah. I'm pretty stingy, so maybe I put something back like mustard or ketchup, but I think yeah, there might be a use out of this or two because I've... Okay, here's an example. Maybe it doesn't happen in your household, but I've had this experience. The Brita water filter, you put the water in, you top it up, people use it throughout the day, and then it, you go to grab the Brita <laughs> later in the day, and there's like no water in it. Is it Brita or Brita? I don't know. Well, that's fine. I just... I, I don't know. I might, I might be saying it wrong. Rita? I might be saying it wrong too, but it's the B-R-I-T-A. The water filter. Yeah, yeah, I agree because that takes time to filter the water. So if you've emptied the water, fill it back up because, yeah. Because the next time someone wants to go in there, they want the cold filtered water. Though I will admit, I do like room temperature water, but filtered is good. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, That's I'm interesting. room temperature. I, don't, I do not like cold water. Oh, I will not drink water unless it's ice cold. That's interesting. I, and I know there's a divide on that too, but I I will drink it if it's offered. I'm thirsty, but tap water temperature, like we're just. That's interesting. Yeah. Well. All right. So parking too close to the line in a parking lot, or I'd even say, you know, over the line or too close to somebody in general. Essentially what the annoyance here is, and we've all experienced, especially when parking is scarce, somebody parks so close to and or on the line, their vehicle is such where they know the size of the vehicle and the way they've parked is I actually can't use that spot now. It's just enough right. where it's very you frustrating. That you trust did. them to get out of the parking spot without them having to hit your car to get out. Exactly. Even sometimes there's that. Now, the other thing that's, an- I find more almost or equally annoying is you go like, I'm going to park kind of a little bit of ways from everything. I'm going to park where it's nice and open. I'm not going to be sandwiched in tight little spaces. So I purposely park in an area where it's open. You come back and like literally the parking lot is still fairly open, but the person decides to park right beside your car. I'm like, there's a whole parking lot full of empty spaces, but you decide to park right beside my car. It's the same with us men where you're standing in a urinal. I take the one all the way to the left. Right. And someone's like, there's like five open ones, but the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to take the one right the, next to you. Just slides in right beside you. <laughs> it's like he's slipping you a DM. Oh, 14, tapping your feet. Yeah, this goes along with humming a song, whistling a tune, snapping your gum, clicking a pen, tapping your feet. Actually, you know, it also to me signifies sometimes it's like, oh, I'm bored or I got something better to do than sit here and be with you. That feeling of being uh, they're impatient with your with the presence that they're around. Actually, there's a couple of coworkers that I have one right now, I've worked with others, and they, it might be just a nervous tick, but they bounce their legs. Same idea. Mm. They're constantly like, their leg is just hopping. They're, so they're sitting, their leg is so, it's, I guess it's tapping, but their toe is on the ground. They're lifting their heel up and down, and the heel is not quite touching the ground. This one guy that I work with, or I've worked with in the past, I don't work with now, just to protect the guilty, is always moving. He's always moving, always moving, like just swaying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like he's just always moving, always moving. <laughs> and it's like, stop moving. It, it annoys me, I admit, because I notice it. It might not annoy other people because they haven't made note of it. I guarantee to you, if I pointed it out to somebody, they would then notice it. And they're like, ah, why'd you tell me? Because now that's all I see. So mm-hmm. number 13, talking ad nauseum about how busy you are. So this kind of falls into you know talking about yourself. 
When you mention, I, we get this again at work or uh, family people or whoever, and they just say, oh man, I'm so busy at home. Da, da, da. And I've done this. So I'm guilty of this. And I don't think I've done it ad nauseum. And if I have to my listeners, I apologize. Because I do talk about uh, to my coworkers, or I have mentioned, which is still true, but I maybe won't do it as much because I didn't realize this might annoy people because it, it could be a humble break <laughs> and it's not meant to be. But I will say that going to work is easier than going home. My life at home is much harder than my my job. And it's just maybe the nature of my job. But when I come home, taking care of kids and homework and laundry, oh, that is you're not relaxing. I always say my job begins when I go home. This reminds me of this uh, talk ad nauseum about how busy you are. Reminds me of kind of the vague book comments yeah. where people will go on Facebook and complain about how little time they have to do the things that are important to them or I'm so busy... Uh, I've got a book report. I got to go to work at two hours and whatever it is that they're seeing how busy they are. And I always feel like responding, well, then you should probably get off Facebook and start commenting about how busy yes. you are and use your time differently. And they're on Facebook telling people how busy they are. And I'm saying, well, Facebook's the least productive place for you to be then. So get off. Yeah, I agree. Like, I totally agree. I can't sleep. <laughs> get off your device. <laughs> Yeah, turn off your TV. Turn off the screen, turn off the device, read a book. Listen to our podcast, uh, we'll put you to sleep. All right. Not returning your shopping cart. Again, I think this might annoy the, the workers more than the customers, yeah. but it's rude. I think it's more rude than annoying. Yeah, I agree. Number 11, sing along to a song like you're trying to win a Grammy. It kind of ties in with people that yeah. uh, hum. or. But we've all heard the person who thinks they can sing and they can't sing. I'm not talking about the fun type of singing where you know you're bad and you're singing. That's fine. You're having fun. You're at a party. Whatever. Okay. I've heard people sing, Jason, where they think they can sing, <laughs> but they actually can't, but they believe they can't. I don't know why I find, yeah. I find, I find false confidence in your inability to perform actually annoying. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a party pooper, but life isn't a musical. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't really fit into day in day life. Don't it's stop. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't sing either, so maybe that's part of the problem. Is I have a secret resentment to not being able to sing. Refusing to walk single file on a crowded sidewalk. This is like for busy cities, like I guess, like, I don't know, like New York or LA or what. When you're traveling in foot traffic, yeah, you, it's almost the same rules of car traffic. You got to yeah. respect the road and you can't just like have five of you occupying a sidewalk when people are trying to walk the other way. Yeah. Number nine, not holding the door for the person behind you. The idea is, is yeah, the person in front holds the door open for you, so they go through and you take over the door holding procedure, especially when it's a long line. Like you wouldn't just walk past the person because yeah, they could be standing there forever. So the idea is you're taking over door duty. And if you're the last person, then the door just shuts behind you. But if there's 30 people behind you, then those 30 people will take a turn holding the door. Maybe for a couple people the most, but don't leave the guy hanging. I think most people are pretty good about that. I think so. Starting an order... So uh, like a restaurant, starting an order with, can I get a... When I order food, I will actually say, I will have the burger and fries. I will have a Diet Coke. Please. Then thank you. But I don't say, can I have that? Unless it's legitimately, are you questioning, is this on the menu? But if you're looking at the menu, can I have the pizza? No, it's on the menu, but that's a trick. That is the one food item that you cannot have. Like When you're at a restaurant, order. I'll have the uh, special. I'll have the uh, the uh, Hawaiian pizza. I'll have that, please. 
or at the very least, the more Order. polite may I may I please have. But the can, I think, is the sure. key word. Can. Right. Yes, you can have this. That's why we've provided this as a, a menu option. <laughs> right. Interesting. So at the very least, yes, you could say, may I please have. Well, that's something I can be more aware of. I, I, I literally have no idea how I would start an order. All right, number seven, not standing to one side on an escalator. This is the same thing as the sidewalk rule or whatever. If you don't want to walk up the stairs, I think the rule of thumb is, is you go to the right. That's the slow lane. You leave the left part of the escalator open for those who want to kind of hop up the steps. Yeah, that, that makes good sense. But people do block that and you can't move. Yeah. Humble bragging. Yeah, this is, it's not a good look. Like, for example, I had to hire a housekeeper because my new house is just too big for me to take care of alone. (laughs) See, this is another behavior that you see often. I can't think of examples right now, but I can pick out moments where people humble brag uh, on Facebook. They'll do a picture of themselves, smiley and happy. And they'll have some like positive quote underneath of it and they're trying to combine the fact that they look good in this picture to go along with the the quote has something to do oh i can think of about five friends and i think we've all been guilty of it to a degree but i can think of a few facebook friends who yeah it's ah, i can't believe my hair looked like this today when i woke yeah, up right and yes, then, and you, yes, you're gorgeous. You're hot. And yes, people, people, exactly. And they're, they're, yeah, they sit there and wait for everybody to say how amazing they how look. Ma- I, can't, I can't believe that you're not wearing makeup. That's amazing. Wow. Right. No filter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're ugly in real life. <laughs> I know a few people that they seem to every post that they do includes a picture of themselves. So our challenge to you guys is see how long you can post without showing yourself but you know it's your social media of course use it as you want but you're just you're gonna annoy people in the process that's all we're saying so using all caps i have a friend and he listens to this podcast he went through this phase where he would text in all caps and we said why are you doing that And i think the moment we acknowledge that he did it he wouldn't let go he finally doesn't anymore but if he's listening to this i can fully expect the next text to be all caps and you know who you are buddy. you know who you are there may have been a moment where people were ignorant as to what that might have meant like i may not have you know understood why all caps but i'm not sure why you would do all caps to begin with since capital letters are typically used in a very specific situation but I mean, we're all aware that all caps signifies yelling. So, oh no, he wasn't all caps. My apologies to this individual. It was even worse. What? He capitalized each new word. Oh, weird. That's a lot of effort. That is a lot of effort. Sorry, it wasn't all caps. Yes, you know who you are. It was annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a very good friend of mine, and I know he listens to the show. Now, watch. He's going to send me a. T- Go ahead. Cause more work for yourself, but you're annoying me in the process. Number three, wearing too much perfume or cologne. Agreed. I think this falls into that, again, because the smell, right? So this falls into the smell for me. I don't want to smell you, good or bad. I don't want to smell you. I don't want to smell what you ate on your breath. I don't want to smell the dinner you brought into our common area. I don't want to smell you at all, good or bad. I don't. It's the worst when somebody walks by you and you know they got the, the the drift of air will come behind that person, especially a complete stranger in a store. Like, okay, I don't want to smell this person. I don't want. You do a little. Oh, I smelled them. You can almost ascertain their whole life experience by their odor. I just don't want to smell you. <laughs> I'm not that extreme to it. I'd rather smell perfume than body. <laughs> sure, of course. At least they're trying to cover something up. But I, I love neutral smells. Just you exist. Yeah, it's sure. Like, it's just like you're breathing air. I don't want to smell the air that you breathe. I don't want to smell what your body is putting out. <laughs> right. 
So number two, not muting your background noise during meetings. Or podcasts. Have you heard things, guys? I'm sorry. That's my kids. I can't mute my children. Why do people do podcasts with a dog? Okay, I can understand the occasional child interruption running around in the background. Why are you having your dog in the room? They're barking. Their chain is... The collar is jingling in the background. I've heard dogs. Dogs are big offenders, yeah. All right, last one, ladies and gentlemen. This is the big one, quite frankly. It is number one. This wasn't in our list in order necessary because things annoy people differently. And we have all been guilty of this, and I will endeavor myself to be better at this. John Hopkins' civility project from the University of Baltimore's Jacob France Institute said that using a cell phone in any way, shape, or form, unless it's an emergency and your and your notifications are on, but using a cell phone mid-conversation was named among the top 10 rudest behaviors by survey respondents. So you're having a conversation with somebody, barring any kind of real emergency, which how many times is your life such a your life is such a dramedy that you you're having a conversation with somebody and look, 20 years ago we'd have conversations all the time without wondering what somebody across the country was doing, right? Anyways, I agree. This is a bad habit. If you are having a conversation with somebody, don't go on your phone. Now, I, you, there's a lot of scenarios. Let's say you're at, a, again, a sporting event. You're waiting for the concert to start. I understand that. We're just chit-chatting back and forth. But you know the type of conversation that we're talking about. The conversation where that's not that. Where I can see how it's rude. And I've done it with my spouse. And I know it's rude. So I'm going to do a better job of... I'm interacting right now with this individual. Even if it's just for a short interaction, I'm going to wait till the interaction's over. And then I can check my phone if I really have to. But people do find it annoying and rude. So I'll leave it up to you on how much stock you want to put into that. All right. No, I agree. No, yeah. Right, some of these be- are annoying and some of these are just rude. Yeah. Uh, some are, some are, yeah, some are rude behaviors, which I guess very few people would find rude behavior not annoying. They kind of go hand in hand. But some are more rude than others. Now, is there one that you are the offender? That you can say that I, I am a, an offender of this, and or is there one that does bug you the most, the worst? Um, Actually, no, I'll read it. Okay. Not being ready to order when you get to the counter. Keeping your phone's sound on. Gushing about new relationships. Talking incessantly about your diet. Not wiping down the machines at the gym. Bringing pugnant food to work. Using over-familiar nicknames. Snapping your gum. Posting vague status updates on social media, running late, starting a sentence with no offense, or I'm just being honest, not letting people off an elevator before you get on or the bus, leaving red receipts on and then not responding, clicking a pen, standing too close to other people in the line or tailgating, trying to sneak into a line in the middle of middle instead of just going to the back, somehow making every conversation about you, texting you while walking, blocking the sidewalk to get a photo or some other area. Eating loudly, taking up both armrests, sniffing loudly instead of just blowing your nose, listening to music on your headphones loud enough so other people can hear it as well, or your car stereo, fishing food out of your teeth, stopping short while walking, leaving the toilet seat up, RSVP at the last minute, humming along with a song in public, not replacing the toilet paper, taking a phone call at the gym or some sort of public area where everyone can hear the conversation, going to express checkout with more than 10 items, Talking at the movies, putting something back in the wrong shelf at the grocery store, replying all, finishing a food item and putting it back in the fridge, parking too close in the parking line or double parking, tapping your feet, talking ad nauseum about how busy you are, 
not returning your shopping cart, singing along to a song while you're trying to win a Grammy, refusing to walk single file on a crowded sidewalk, not holding the door for the person behind you, starting an order with can I get instead of may I please have, not standing to one side of an escalator, humble bragging, putting your bag down on a seat. Oh, we missed that one. My apologies. That's right. My apologies. It's a good thing we're reading this. Yeah, so you're you're sitting on a public transit or whatever, and you're sitting down mm-hmm. or on the ferry. You'd put the bag down next to the seat so nobody will sit next to you. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying, but I don't want to be around people. I'm sorry. I'm an offender. I do that. I admit. But people are brave enough to say, is somebody sitting here? Because it gets crowded on a ferry or something. We get that on BC ferries all the time. Using old caps or capitalizing the first letter of every new word. Wearing too much perfume or cologne. Not meeting your background noise. And lastly, using your phone while talking to somebody. Jason, do you have one that you think you do that you want to change about yourself? Or is there one that sticks out the most? I try not to be, especially for like specific appointments, late. I, I like to truly be on time, if not early. And I think that comes from a generation nowadays seems to be less concerned about punctuality, it seems. Mm. I get a lot of anxiety for being late. When I hate it, when I do it to myself. Um, so when I am late, that is a real concern for myself. And yes, when I am relying on other people so that I'm not late for something, that even heightens my feelings of anxiety or frustration. As far as like an everyday behavioral thing, being late, whether I'm late because uh, I didn't plan my day properly or more specifically when somebody else makes me late, that is highly annoying to me. But on a more of a, it doesn't really matter, life-changing situation, vague booking, that type of thing, that's highly annoying. I agree. It has very little consequences to everyday existence. Maybe it's something that has actual consequence. I think being late, whether it's myself or somebody else making me late. There's a few things on here that of course. are annoying, behavioral things that are annoying, but have little, very little consequence. But time management, being late, being on time. Great pick. So I would say being late for you would be the one that you hate doing to others yeah. as well. And then, yeah, people vape booking annoys you. That's good. I like it. I'm, I'm going to piggyback those and say those are excellent choices, but I'll pick a couple different ones, just have variety. But I, I totally agree with your choices. It, it can almost just depend on the event or depend on the person who is a repeat offender of vape book. Uh, but I totally, totally agree with you. So in that same vein, Jay, the one that annoys me as well the most or the worst of these top <laughs> annoying things is people talking at movies. I actually stopped going to movies because I'm not guaranteed that people won't talk around me. And the anxiety of that, of wasting my time and money, going mm. to the theater experience, I have stopped going to move before COVID. I end up just buying DVDs or Blu-rays. I was in the habit of doing that with movies that I really wanted to see. I was like, you know what? It kind of saves money anyways. But I'll watch this on my big screen at home and t- save myself the anxiety of having my movie experience ruined. Because it's just happened too much. Remember when we saw Batman for the first time? 1989, yeah. With Jack Nicholson, yeah. Michael Keaton, and that person that was beside me talked the whole movie through. Now, I don't want to get into why they did that, but that ruined. Oh. Remember? I, they were translating the film. No, 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 oh. no. I'll stay offline. Okay. As to I, th- I think I've been there. I've actually been in a the movie theater, Jason, where somebody was translating the film. 
I've been in movie or have watched movies where it felt like the person I was with needed the movie translated for them because their inability to follow the plot. <laughs> so whether I was at a movie theater or at home and that happens is highly irritating. I completely agree. It's very annoying. And the one that I would like to change like, so to better myself where I know I know I, I can uh, annoy other people is to talk less about myself in general, whether it's a humble brag inadvertently or how busy I am. So I think overall I'm going to endeavor to talk less about myself. Right. Unless someone specifically asks, hey, tell me about your life. Yeah, listen more, talk less. Yeah. I agree. That's just good uh, human communication skills. All right, Jay, this has been fun. This is a great big episode, but I love it. This is because some people some fat to chew on in our absence again remember to subscribe to the uh to the feed on your respective podcast app so when and if well it will be when not if when we release a new episode in midsummer we're going to probably get one or two out before i go back out and deploy for four more months at the end of the year uh yeah you'll get that alert that a new episode has come onto the feed like this one but this was a surprise so hopefully people did what i said before to subscribe so they'll get that alert but uh, thanks jason thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me brother we'll do it again you bet Damn, Productions.